And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Choo-choo, and welcome to the Yellow Block, the pre-match show on the TalkSport Fan Network. So, we've played three, won three. We're hoping to make it four against the Cobblers. Joining me to discuss that fixture is Tim. Tim, how are we? Yeah, of course. I'm all right, actually. I've been awake 20 few hours now, so I'm ready for some sleep. Um, yeah, I'm well, seeing colours, but I'm all right. I'm glad you've uh, you stayed up to talk posh, as I'm sure are all three of the listeners today. Talk posh um, would be a great name for a podcast, actually, about posh. Somebody should do that. Yeah, much better than the yellow block. At least people might actually get that one. <laughs> yeah, that's very true, actually. Well, let's uh, let's get straight in about it then. Our record against Northampton. Any idea? I know you yeah, looked at the script. I've but got, let's just I've say got you... it in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say you haven't looked at the script. Any any idea how many wins we've had? Um, um, somewhere around 30-ish. You are so very, very close. So, wins 34, draws 19, losses 21. However, we've not lost to Northampton since the 1st of April 2006. And it was 1-0 when we were in League 2. Last fixture, of course, much more recent, 16th of April 2021. And that was a 3-1 win. Um, let's, That's a great uh, let's... record, isn't it, Dan? That is a that is a cracking record against uh, any side, but certainly rivals. That's a brilliant record. Yeah, you can't knock it. It's you know, if 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 we were on the wrong side of that, we'd be wanting to get one over. But I, I, I'm much happier with that. It's obviously history's on our side as well. Not lost in in what God, 17 years is that? Yeah, makes me feel young. Makes you feel young. What 2006? Yeah. It was like two seconds ago, doesn't it? 2006 feels like a couple of years back. Like I was still in primary 17. school. Expected formation, Tim, what are we thinking? Are we going to line up the same? Should we change it? Yeah, you, you can't change anything, can you, from 
you know, we've won three on the bounce, four if you include the cup game, and the three that we've won in the league are games that you have to say on paper are great wins. So he, he won't change anything for this unless there's any injuries that happen between now and then or any knocks that we picked up in the Barnsley game that we don't know about. So, yeah, I fully expect it to be more or less exactly the same. In fact, I would be very surprised if it wasn't the same 11 in the same formation that we saw on Tuesday night against Barnsley. Okay, well, let's take logic out of it for a for a second because obviously there's no logic in football management. Northampton winless so far after three, only the one point to their name. Do you not think maybe we should make some changes, get a bit of new blood or, or some game minutes in in a couple of the players that haven't really seen too much yet, or or do you think we just need to, to fill our strongest eleven every game? It'll be a different test this one because um, with the exception possibly of Charlton. We'll, we'll we'll be facing a different outlook. So Barnsley and Reading both had moments where they were quite happy to press quite high uh, and bring the game to posh. We saw a little bit of that from Charlton, but not a huge amount. Northampton won't. Uh, well, I'd be very surprised if they set up that way. They'll be looking for soaking up the pressure and, and attacking us on the counter and making the most of set pieces. So I can't I can't see any any real purpose around changing things but I do expect the front three to have more of a say here I think now we touched on the main pod about about Randall and the start that he's made I feel like this is the game where he can really ignite himself and and you know take him from that sort of seven out of ten as as we were talking about in the the main pod sort of up to a you know an eight or a nine because this is made for a creative midfield flair player somebody who can break down that wall that Northampton are going to erect so yeah, we'll see the same team without a shadow of a doubt, but um, it will be a different test. I don't know. I mean, what 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 do you think? What would you do differently for this if you're Darren? It's a difficult one, like you say. I feel like there's a lot of players within the squad, especially those players that are starting on the bench every game, that I'd like to see a little bit more of, if for nothing else, just to make sure that they're ready when they need to be called up. You know, obviously... We, we take the game yesterday for an example against Barnsley and the subs more specifically, you know, Azure Boy and, and Ricky J. Jones didn't see more than 10 minutes. And, you know, you, you're sort of thinking, are they going to be ready when they're going to be asked to be, you know, just to step in really? Because, you know, Shimanga again, barely saw any minutes last season, hasn't really seen too many this year, uh, season rather. So, you know, is he going to be ready if Johnson Clark Harris takes a, an injury or, you know, he, he leaves the club, which could very much happen. We, we've still got two weeks left of the of the window, you know, so I, I want to see these players at least get minutes, maybe not start, but, you know, 20, 30 minutes each would go a long way, especially if we, we've got the game sort of, you know, dead to rights by that point, which I'd like to think we will. Um, and of course, you know, if, you, if you're talking logically, we haven't really had that chance yet. We, we've been really sort of, you know, leaving it late in these games, especially Charlton, and uh, and Barnsley, obviously, we didn't get uh, back into the game until quite late on. But, you know, if, if we take these lower table games, i.e. Northampton and and the likes of, you know, it's, it's a perfect chance to bleed in these players and, and get minutes in. Obviously, Ronnie Edwards is, is one that's been rumoured away as well. West Ham, Bournemouth, and I think Rangers are now interested, according to the Peter, Peterborough Telegraph, which obviously we'll take with a pinch of salt. Um, but if, if, you know, if we lose him... You know, Josh Knight has, has been rumoured away as well. Fed as medical at QPR a couple of weeks ago and, and you know, could still be wanting away if he can find somewhere to take him. You know, it leaves us quite short and I want to see players 
ready rather than, you know, sort of just filling squad places, which is how I feel at the moment. But no, I, I'm definitely agreeing with you. I feel like we're going to keep it very much the same for, for Northampton, probably the same 11, barring an injury. Um, and anyone who wasn't watching that Barnsley game, we will go through it again. It's the same 11 that started the first game of the season. So, Bukipic in goal, Peter Chioso, Ronnie Edwards, Romney Critchlow, and uh, Harrison Burrows in defence, Hector Cipriano and Archie Collins in holding midfield, with Poku, Randall, and Mason Clark in attacking midfield, and Johnson Clark Harris at the top. So, very much. You know, a seasoned squad, a couple of additions in there, but they're looking very tasty so far. Yeah, and it's I mean it's a great point you make about the the squad players because we will we will lose one or two before the transfer window goes. We're gonna have to bring in probably three or four because not only have we we're quite threadbare anyway and we're likely to lose that quality, but also with all this extra time that's being thrown in every game now. You're playing an extra two, three games across the course of the season, so you need you no longer just need you know 13, 14 players. You need 18, 19 players that are match fit and ready to go all of the time. I think the one change that I would love to see for this game, it won't happen, uh, is uh, Tomlinson in for Harrison Burrows at left back. Um, I, I feel so. You know, we're in lot, I mean, you'd like to think we wouldn't be tested too much defensively in this game, apart from at set pieces. Does Harrison Burrows bring us anything defensively at set pieces? Not really. Um, so for me, this is a perfect opportunity to get someone like Tomlinson in. We still don't really understand why he doesn't get his chances, but um, yeah, I mean, Burrows is you know he's not left back for me is in his position. So Tomlinson for, for me would be a great opportunity here. Um as your boy, like you mentioned, would be would be brilliant perhaps for this game. I, I mean I'm I'm not against going out with the same eleven because you know consistency will help. But absolutely take your point that we're gonna need to make sure that some of those waiting in the in the wings are are ready to go because we're we're gonna need them, you know, games coming thick and fast. Um this is a perfect opportunity to hopefully get some some fuel in the legs of those that need it. I'm also conscious of not taking Northampton for granted because don't forget we are their big derby whilst they might not be ours anymore uh, while we've got Cambridge in the league we are the one that they look forward to each year so they'll be well up for this game and we do have to take that into account Yeah, I I think you've made a really good point there obviously with the added time this year, not only that there's obviously the, the sort of the, the new refereeing stance that's being made in in terms of you know wasting time and anything in terms of argument with the officials obviously that's bringing a lot more yellows in a league that's already sort of quite prone to these cards and, and suspensions so obviously you know in the past we've had players like Nathan Thompson and and uh, and Ronnie Edwards and the like to, to take these suspensions by accumulating lost cards if a lot of more cards are coming out we're going to see a lot more of these suspensions so players need to be ready to step up in that regard it's, you know not just waiting for an injury these players could be called on thick and fast in, in sort of you know five six games time when when the suspensions are, are coming out so we have received a message from craig franks hi lads just wanted to gauge your opinion on harrison burrows and the impact or non-impact that he's having currently at left back um and what you think to regards his future position um, there's been a lot of debate regarding where he is best placed. Last season, we were told he was going to be a new number 10 tacky midfielder. Um, we've obviously tried him at left wing. We've tried him at left back. 
Um, and we've now been informed that left back is his role going forward. However, um, I don't see him as a natural left back. Um, he doesn't anticipate if you compare him to say somebody like Peter Chioso. Um, he doesn't have that nastiness about him when he goes into a tackle. And just really want to gauge your thoughts, see what you think to that um, and where you see his long-term prospects. Secondly, can I ask where Matthew Kisby is? Because uh, I can't say I'm missing him, but at the same time, uh, his dulcet tones wouldn't go amiss. Thanks for that, Craig. Um, obviously, Harrison Burrows, his physicality has been called into question a lot Last year, we saw him, as Craig said, in that number 10 role early on. And then when Fergie came back, he moved back to that left-sided role. Um, for me, not a left-back. I, I think his his best place is, is certainly more attacking on that left midfield, left wing side. His crosses are fantastic for me. His, his link-up with JCH is is phenomenal. And, you know, it's a, where a lot of our goals come from. But uh, he also played very well in the 10 role. I can't fault him when he was in midfield, to, to be honest. He was he was absolutely fantastic at times. And it, I thought he really shined. Um, defensively, I think he just needs a bit more physicality, as has always been the, the sort of, you know, blind spot I guess in his his development you know it's, it just seems to be where he's lacking and it's not you know a knock on the boy he's a fantastic player and a posh uh, posh legend through and through I think he will be one day I, I can't see him leaving anytime soon obviously boyhood club no I, I certainly think he needs that attacking freedom from the manager to, to sort of go up and obviously with left back in a it's quite attacking mid- midfield you're not really going to get that option obviously Ephraim Mason Clark already has the left wing locked down and you know if, if he goes too far up we're very much exposed on that left side so I think this season we are going to see a much sort of you know a much more quieter season if you like from from Harrison Burrows but that's just my opinion and obviously you know Craig sort of shares that uh, Tim I love that message from Craig and I am uh, really excited at the fact we've got this ability now to get voice notes in from listeners. Brilliant message, Craig, uh, and absolutely agree with you. I think if we're going to talk weaknesses in this squad, it's that left side for me, it's that whole left side. Uh, yeah, you've got Mason Clark when he plays brilliant, happy days, but we've already talked about Ricky J. Jones and the issues that come from um, him and his final ball at the moment, his decision-making. Harrison Burrows, echoing everything you said, Dan, is not a left-back. He's very much a square peg in a round hole just now. Um, he's a number 10. I know a lot of the ownership, uh, having spoken to them, also see him as a number 10. So this is very much a case of there must be either Fergie sees something that we don't or there is just no other left-backs available. But, of course, we've got Tomlinson, who is a left-back. So I can't quite work out why we keep persisting on him there because he doesn't bring anything to that left side of that defence. You mentioned it, his, his best attributes is his crossing. We're in the position he's in there, does he get the opportunity to do that? Not really. He doesn't have the intelligence or the athleticism to play that left wing back role. And I don't mean intelligence is in a slight, I just mean footballing intelligence and knowing what's coming next. And I think Craig mentioned that with his tackling and, and, and his mentality around that. Yeah, for me, he's a number 10 or playing in that left that forward left role. Um, and that left side does give me some concerns because I say when Mason Clark isn't available, I don't feel like we've got enough talent down that left side. But yeah, very long way of answering Craig's question. I completely agree with him 100%. For me, Harrison Burroughs shouldn't be at left back. He's, yeah, square, square peg in round hole just now. And this is why I want to see Tomlinson get a chance because I feel like if he, if he gets that chance, he'd make that spot his own. Um, I do wonder if there's a little bit of 
trying to keep Burroughs in the team because he's a local lad and one of our own and all that kind of stuff. So is it just a case of we're finding a spot for him? It feels like he's played everywhere because there was a time when he was at the base and midfield. Uh, he's been obviously sort of left wing, left back, number 10. We just need him in goal, I think. And then he's he's pretty much had um, he's had the whole uh, the whole roulette of the posh squad. But, but yeah, not a left back for me. Yeah, I, I think... I think you hit the nail on the head there. We're finding space for him in the team. You know, I, I can't really see a way that he doesn't play for me. I think he, he offers us too much in terms of that passing ability and that, that ability to link up with JCH to, to just leave him out of the team. But obviously with Mason left left wing, it's it's difficult to sort of, you know, find that space. I was surprised, to be honest, at the Swindon game when we didn't play Tomlinson, because that for me seemed like the perfect chance to, to put Harrison in, in the left wing and let Tomlinson play at the left back. But, you know, obviously we're not the manager. and There has to be something with Tomlinson because whenever he's played, he's played really well. And the, the season he came in and played really well for a couple of games, we loaned him out, even though we didn't have any left backs at the time. So th- there has to be something happening off the pitch for him not to be getting this call up. Because he's the, for any posh fan who's putting together a starting 11, he's left back every time. I can't imagine anyone would pick Burroughs over him at left back at the minute. So th- there must be something that we're not seeing. And when we are seeing him play, he plays really well and leaves you questioning why he's not playing more. Um, so yeah, th- th- there has to be something that we don't know about with Tomlinson. And I would love to ask Fergie, if I could ask him one question right now, I think it would be. Um, is Die Hard a Christmas film? No, it would be why is he why does he persist on playing Harrison Burroughs at left back over Tomlinson? I would love to hear that from him because we don't there's no there must be something and he could tell us what that is. If it's personal issues, fine. If it's they don't get on, fine. But I feel like we, we deserve an answer to that because that, that left back is a problem position, I would say, at the minute. And that's nothing against Harrison because as we've just said, he's a great player. And we'd find a spot for him in the team, but it's not a left back for me. Yeah, well, obviously, Die Hard is absolutely a Christmas film, but um, no, I, I, I think you know. Let, let's look at it from the manager's point of view. If we take Harrison Burrows out of that team, are you as confident in our attacking ability? Yeah, I don't. I am actually. I mean, his ability to to cross a, a ball is is great. But do we see that from him, even when he's higher up the pitch? Probably not enough, I don't think. I think his best position is a traditional left midfield position, which isn't a position that we play. So, yeah, I don't think he we his probably best position that fits into our team would be a number 10. Um, we're kind of flush with good number 10s just now. So I don't think he he would necessarily get into the team, but he's the kind of player that you'd be quite happy to bring off, uh, bring on. Sorry, with you know ten fifteen minutes to go, um, because of his dead ball ability and the fact he brings something different. Um, I'm not a fan of playing him just because we want him in the team somewhere, because that's a very slippery slope of well, we've got eleven great players, but they don't fit the you know, the squad, so we'll just put them anywhere. That's not that's not going to win your game. So, yeah, for me, and I, I, it feels like we're berating him, but I don't think we are. I, I think we're, you know, we're, we're admitting he's a, he's a good player and as, as, a, as a role to play, it's just not in the position he's being played in. And I, I would love to know Fergie's thinking because he obviously he sees him day in, day out. There must be a reason that he's putting him at left back. Um, 
but I can't work out what it is. And and that message from Craig kind of, I guess, reaffirms that we're not the only ones maybe that are a little bit confused by that. So in terms of the Northampton game, yeah, as I've already said, I would love to see Tomlinson at left back to see what he can do, but it, it will be Burroughs again. Um, and the fact that he was he was standing captain the other day when Mason Clark was um, was injured, I think just shows even further that he will be in that squad somewhere, even, even if it's not a left back. Yeah, of course, confirmed to be vice-captain just before the start of the season. Uh, Well, thanks for that message, Craig. Obviously, it's got us talking and and we'll probably revisit this on the main pod as well. Uh, Remember, you can leave us voicemails via uh, speakpipe.com at slash fuck me. No, not slash fuck me. Please don't leave a message there. Don't go to speakpipe slash fuck me because you will get a whole different podcast. That's a podcast actually I'm on, interestingly, but it's not. uh, Yeah, please don't message us on that one. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So let's talk about uh, Northampton then. So finished third in the league last year. That was, of course, League Two. Uh, Current league position, 19th. One point from their first three games, as we've already mentioned. Uh, Second favourites for relegation this year, Tim. Yeah, uh, let's hope so. Um, well, I mean, did they add anything? I mean, they probably add a little bit to our season, don't they? It's a good away day. Um, I suppose it's another fixture to, to look forward to, but I certainly wouldn't be upset if they went down. And I think, uh, I know I did. I'm pretty sure both of us did actually said that both Northampton and Scumbridge would go down this year. I've certainly seen nothing from Northampton yet to make me change that. Cambridge, in fairness, have looked okay. Um, I think that the thing with Northampton is really important. I'm conscious that we're already kind of assuming this is a done deal and we we can't we can't go into this game thinking it is a done deal just because we've won three on the bounce because they showed against Lincoln um, that They've, they've got fight. They came from 2-0 down to, to equalise quite late on. So, you know, it won't be an easy game. And ultimately, it's, a, it's an away game and it's a derby. So, it, yeah, it will be it will be tough. It's not um, it's not an easy one. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they went down. They, they didn't recruit that well in the summer, I don't believe. So, yeah, they'd probably be our relegation fodder. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good that you've mentioned recruitment because, like you say, they haven't really brought in too many players, but they have kept Sam Hoskins, which I think is a, is a really good good player, and especially at this level. Obviously, he did quite well last season, 22 or 23 goals, I think it was, and, and seven assists. I think he got uh, in the team of the season in League Two as well. So, obviously, a very tasty player and still on the Northampton books. Let's let's talk about their, their last game. Obviously, you mentioned it. They got a draw two all uh, against Lincoln. 
down all the way into the 86th minute uh, in 2-0. They've obviously scored two goals quite late on. Injury time was a big bonus for them. 98th minute was Sam Hoskins' equaliser, one of the last kicks of the game as well. So really important to note that we can't switch off in this one as well. Obviously, we, we've had a, a, a torrid time of it in the past in terms of switching off in the last, last few minutes of a game. And, and we can't afford to do that anymore, obviously, with the, the much longer at the time uh, the you know these games are going a lot longer we if we lose that concentration and, and get complacent on the ball or anything like that Northampton especially with Sam Hoskins near the attack is is a very dangerous team to lose concentration against and you know obviously at Derby it all form goes out the window so like you said Tim we can't say this one for granted it's it's definitely not uh, written in the stars for us to win yet no absolutely and I understand why Sam Hoskins gets all the attention but um I actually quite like Tyree Simpson, who they they got on loan from Huddersfield um, in the summer. He looks he looks looks okay. I know he's still trying to get some some fitness into his legs. Um, Sam Hoskin is a threat. We know that. I suppose from I mean against Lincoln, it, it looked like they had a a four three three quite wide. I don't know if that might promote a bit of a change because obviously we look to to get the overlaps down those wings so potentially we'll see we'll see a change but no it, you're absolutely right it's not a it's definitely not a done deal um and it would be wrong of us to to think that i'm quite sure that darren won't let the players think that um, it'd be easy to fall into that trap with the three games that we've just had and the results and how tough those games were on paper but um that said you'd be disappointed with anything of her i've than the three points, I think, in this fixture, even though it is an away game. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely not a shoe-in, but it's it's one that you would like to feel confident of going to, at least. Absolutely. So their current manager, John Brady, Australian uh, descent, been at the club since 2021. Previous experience was at Brackley Town, so obviously a cracking CV, lots of experience for him there. Uh, what, what do you think, Tim, in terms of Northampton? What can they do? To, to make their uh, their Saturday a very good day. Ah, nice, like it. Um, well, they're I mean they're well disciplined in so much as they hold their shape really well um, against Lincoln. The, the problem they've got is they just lack that quality. Uh, ultimately, I, I think John, to be fair to him, has done probably as good a job as you can really at, at Northampton. Um, you know, he's obviously got them up. Um, it's a tough. Yeah, I mean, is it a tough? gap between League Two and League One, maybe not so much compared to League One and the Championship, but but there's still a now a small fish in a bigger pond. Um, he deserves credit for, for what he's done at the club, uh, and he did that through creating quite a disciplined team. So I say this won't be an easy one. It's one of those ones where Posh will need to, to, to work the spaces, hold their shape, be patient. Um, but with the flair players that we've got, you would like to think that we, we've got the quality to to counter any threat that they've got. But for a, for a club that, that's come up, have they done enough? Pro- pro- probably not, I would say. Our main focus then on, on Saturday, what, what do you think our main attacking threat is? What do you think we need to focus most on to get that win? Well, I'd say for me, I'd like to see Randall step up in this one. I feel like it's made for for him to to take that, um, you know, to take the, the recent form that he's shown and really kind of show us what he's capable of. I feel like there's been a few players that have made their names in these fixtures over the last few years. Um, not always on the pitch. I remember Ricky Miller in the uh, in the Peterborough fans <laughs> shortly after he joined the club away at Northampton. Um, I've got fun memories of Guion Edwards on the wing here. 
um, away at Northampton. So I don't know. They, it, it, will, it probably will be those wide players. I'd like to see Randall pull the strings, but I, I suspect that that it will be um, Poku and, and Mason Clark out, out on the wings. That said, I've been really, really pleased with how Kiprianu started the season. Um, obviously, two and two goals-wise now. So, yeah, I mean, maybe we'll see some some more from him. I know that doesn't really answer the question because I've pretty much just listed the entire starting eleven. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I suppose just those flair players, it's a chance for them to step up against what you'd perceive as, as weaker defenders and show us what they can do. Absolutely. For me, I want to see a bit more from the wingers uh, and especially the fullbacks as well. I think Peter Chioso had a, a good game defensively against Barnsley and, you know, obviously the assist that he got for Cipriano's goal aside, I personally feel his attacking wasn't fantastic. A couple of, uh, of chances for him to to maybe put a ball in or, or cause a bit more threat in, in Barnsley's box and he's gone for sort of, you know, wild efforts from 30 what, 40 Ki- yards. Chioso, you mean? Yes. Ki- so... No, I, I totally take your point and agree with you. But all I would say is uh, Peter Kioso is going to be the best loan signing that we've ever had. And I include the likes of Samuelson and people like that in there. Honestly, I'm ready to set up a church and start worshipping this guy. I feel like as the season progresses, he is going to be such an asset to this club that we are going to bemoan the day and dread the day that he goes back home because um, he's got so much potential. I'm not, I'm not denying he's a very good player. And as I say, you know, defensively he had a cracking game. It's just, you know, obviously this is, you know, a given with, with most young players, but I don't think his decision making is quite there yet. And I, f- I feel like attackingly, you know, he needs to sort of, you know, get a bit more composure. Like I say, the, these long efforts, as fantastic as they are for fans to see, you know, when it's not uh, going your way on the scoreline, I think we were one 0 down at the time. The ones I'm remembering specifically, you know, he's he's gone to lump it 30, 40 yards and he's he's missed very drastically. And, you know, there, there are better options is my point. You know, obviously he had runners either side of him and, and he could have just pumped a ball into the box to, to cause a bit of a nightmare for the defence. Yeah, I suppose the argument there is that's why he's playing his trade in League One currently. Um, but yeah, I mean, he for me, Kyoso is going to be absolutely key. I'm really excited the way that this, this squad's starting to take shape. And I know it doesn't necessarily focus so much on Northampton, but it's it's really surprised me just quite how uh, well-rounded this squad is. I still think we need depth and I'm dreading what happens when either Ronnie or JCH does leave if they do. But it's, yeah, I suppose, I suppose to throw it back to Northampton, it's, it's going to be interesting to see a different type of test because I think Reading, Barnsley and Charlton have offered us similar in terms of what they're capable of doing. It will be interesting to see how we do against a team like Northampton because, let's be honest, teams like Northampton make up the vast majority of this league. Yes, there's five or six good teams, but the majority of them are beatable. Um, so these are the kind of games where I think will be become more of the norm, where, where where opposition sit behind the ball and look to soak up the posh pressure. So it'll be interesting to see how we 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 factor against that, but I'm I'm certainly feeling confident. Absolutely. So bookies feel very similar way to us. Northampton are currently 12 to 5 for the win. The draw is uh, 88 to 35. You can do the fractional odds on that if you would like to, to make that more simple. I'm not going to. Uh, Our odds to win the game, 15 to 13, near even odds. I think that's not too bad considering we're away from home. Score prediction, Tim? Uh, I mean, the bookies have really fancied us this year, haven't they? Like every game, even games that we've not fancied ourselves in, the bookies have really fancied us. They obviously know something that we don't. Um, 
Score prediction. I mean, it's difficult because I think having been burnt as a posh fan so many times, you kind of your head starts to tell you this is where we drop points. Um, I think we. I, I don't think we'll go there and win emphatically because yeah, I, I just don't. I, I don't think we're quite there yet, and Northampton will will be solid. I, I do think we'll win. I think we'll be disappointed if we don't. Have Northampton got enough to score? Well, maybe a set piece, but. But probably not. So I'm going to go for a. I'm going to go for a two nil, which, as you know, Dan, is quite optimistic for me. So I'll go for a two nil away win. Fair enough. Well, I don't want to be too negative today, so I'm I'm going to go on a similar vine. For me, I'm going to say three nil. I think wow. we keep a clean sheet. I, I think uh, you know the team's going to bounce off the the win at Barnsley. Obviously, some cracking results so far this season. I think we kick on. And uh, really show this league what we're made of. You see what a few wins in a row's done to you? It's turned you into almost, almost an optimistic posh fan. Well, if you are making the trip down to Six Fields this Saturday, you'll be wanting to listen to this next segment. It's Tim's Away Day Guide. Take it away, Tim. Tim's Away Day Guide. Brought to you by Get the Badge In. Derby Day and Northampton away, a place that, as we've already discussed, has been quite a happy hunting ground for Posh over the years. More of the same this weekend? Yes, please. Saturday afternoon at Six Fingers, what could be better? Well, a decent ground would be one thing. This certainly doesn't fall into that category and has a non-league feel to it, maybe small league two at best. Poshies will be in the Persimmon Home South Stand and the East Stand for this one, the latter being an extra allocation before our sizeable away following. It's not a bad view once you're inside and you are pretty close to the actual pitch side, so expect a good atmosphere and a bit of friendly banter with the hardcore, in inverted commas, home support, which are in the corner of the West Stand nearest the Poshies. Easy as pie to get to this one, hence being a local game. An hour give or take from Peterborough in the car, A605 to Arundel, and then the A45 straight to Northampton. Simples. There is a car park at the ground, although I've never actually been able to make it in there. Although if you do get there early enough, it's only £5 to park, which isn't too bad. There is a hard standing area at Dustin Mill, which used to, uh, which will also be used as a car park. Um, or there's always the option of using somebody's drive on apps like yourparkingspace.co.uk. Don't literally just park on someone's drive. Be warned, it's tempting to park at the nearby cinema and TGI Fridays, but you are likely to get a £60 ticket as they're pretty brutal on match days, especially big ones like this. Some good news though, there's no Northampton Saints game on this weekend, which would otherwise create an extra parking challenge. Now, the trains. A bit more of an encounter if you're coming from Peterborough. It's a long journey, involves one or two changes depending on which option you take. Option one is Peterborough to King's Cross the Tube to Euston, and then the West Coast Main Line to Northampton. Alternatively, you can take option two, which is Peterborough to Birmingham, and then Brum to Northampton. You're looking at the best part of three hours, whichever you choose, and a lot of hassle, because there are planned strikes this weekend too. In all honesty, the train really is an unnecessary pain and cost for this one, so I'd recommend grabbing a lift or taking the bus if you can. It will save you time and money. Not only that, but the train station is over two miles away from the ground, so you're looking at a 30-minute walk or so when you do finally get there. For drinks, there is a bar inside the ground. Word of advice, though, you do have to have your ticket scanned whenever you buy a drink. I know, right? Uh, So keep it in good condition once you're in. Alternatively, you do have the aforementioned TGI Fridays or in the town centre itself, you'll find plenty of Weber spoons and a camera good beer guide recommendation in the form of the Malt Shovel Tavern. 
In the ground, there's the usual uninspiring offering food-wise in the corner between the two stands that Poshies will be housed in. One piece of advice I can give you for this ground, if you do find yourself in the East Stand, make sure you have a hat and drink lots. Yes, I know I sound like your dad, but you'll thank me as it's right in the direct sunlight this time of year, and as the guys on the pod will know, it's also a place that I once fainted because I was sat in the the sun for too long. From where I live, it's only a 20-minute direct train ride up the fucking posh. I'll see you there. Enjoy. Follow us on all the socials. Our website is now up and running. It's www.theyellowblock.co.uk. You can get in touch with us on our contact pages and the website. You can also leave us voicemails on speakpipe.com slash theyellowblock. Don't forget our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash theyellowblock. And you can find us on Twitter, which is our main social. And that is, of course, at theyellowblock. Up the posh! Course, choo choo, choo choo. Right, I am going to sleep, and it sounds as though you need to follow suit as well. Yeah, I'm so sorry. It's all good. Yeah. It's about perfect length. Well, that's what she said. For- <laughs> this podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport, powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.